Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos can't shave? Because if they do, it makes them look way too young and they can't get into bars. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Makes perfect sense. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters 6 through 10 of Dead as a Doornail, the fifth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Last time. Previously, Sookie's brother begins his new life as a were-panther just in time for a ring of serial sniper attacks that seem to be specifically targeting the two-natured. Among the victims are Calvin Norris, Sookie's suitor, and Sam Merlot, Sookie's sexy boss. So now, it's personal. Like, it really doesn't have to be personal. Sookie can't catch wind of a supernatural shitstorm without hurling herself bodily in front of it, but still. <laughs> also, Sookie recruits a charming vampire to watch Sam's bar and gets invited to a totally unrelated where funeral by Alcide, who is now super single thanks to the mysterious disappearance of his ex, Debbie. Better watch out, boy. Sookie's on the prowl. That sounded like Jason Stackhouse for a second there. (laughs) That was my impression of Jason Stackhouse. (laughs) Chapter 6. She borrows some clothing from Tara for Colonel Flood's funeral. She risks her life to borrow this clothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, as someone who generally dislikes traditional formal wear, I I actually find find her situation, I empathize with it, right? It's like, what are you going to wear to a wear funeral, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Alcide was like, you really got to dress up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she decides. She, she has to go to Tara's house uh-huh. while Tara's not there. And she knows that Nikki, the dangerous guy that even the evil vampire killers that Suki hangs out with tell her to you know, stay away from, is is in there somewhere. Yeah, it's a really weird conversation with Tara. She's like, just go to my room and straight out again. And Suki's like, what? And she's like, trust me. <laughs> I, I think Suki's dangerometer is way out of whack. I mean, if it's... During the day, though, like, they, they, like, it's perfectly safe. I mean, she could go in there and jump up and down on him and it wouldn't do anything. Yeah, that's true. He's dead until so. dawn. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She should stake that guy. That guy sucks. Yeah. I agree. I mean, she's going in there during the day. I mean. Why not? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't take much. No. She meets with Jack and Lily Leeds, the detectives, to discuss Debbie they have a lot of information about all the various disagreements between Sookie and her. So I wonder who's been telling. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, she's so used to lying to cops that she would just assume this would be... But these people are actually competent, you know? Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. They have they have a lot of information. But then again, Sookie can also read minds, which I guess makes it easier for her to, you know, get around that. I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder why she didn't read their minds and figure out how they knew all that stuff. Maybe they weren't thinking about... Who told them specifically? Mm, she should know. have been like, who told you that? Just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it. Just think about it for a while. Um, so that doesn't really go anywhere. Elsie yeah. picks Sookie up and he definitely suspects Sookie has something to do with Debbie's disappearance. Just like uh, Jack and Lily Leeds do. Yeah. Well, as they're driving out to the funeral, he confronts her about it. Um, she doesn't tell him anything, but you know, he, he clearly suspects something. Agreed. Meanwhile, at the church, she has a nice little chat with Alcide's father's date, who gives her information that Alcide with 
killed, which is not cool. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, I'll see. Has been pretty good in the previous books, but in this book, he is like catching a lot of. Yeah, this is a. He's got a major manipulative side. Yeah, mm-hmm. extremely. Not, don't appreciate this, uh, but luckily, Christine is cool because you know she yeah. tells her everything. Yeah, she does. The the funeral of the Packmaster, which is for Colonel Flood, is the opening of the campaign to replace him. And the two candidates are Alcide's father, Jackson, and a wearer named Patrick Fernan. Who owns a Harley dealership. Mm-hmm. We all know how werewolves are about motorcycles. Yep. Yep. For some reason. I wonder why yeah. that is. Why do you think werewolves like motorcycles? Oh, it sounds like growling. Oh, yeah. That makes, <laughs> that makes them feel comfortable. Mm, that must be it. Um, so Alcide finally tells Sookie that he needs her to read Patrick's mind to find out if he plans to sabotage... Jackson, and he totally blackmails Sookie, tells her he knows she killed Debbie, so this is the least she can do for him. What an asshole. Yeah, this is a super dick move. Like, it was. I feel like Alcide's stock is going down fast, you know? It really sell, sell, is, sell. which is disappointing. He seems promising, except for the whole, like, Debbie hang-up, but now he's just super manipulative, and, like, I really resented him uh, driving them there so that she'd be trapped. That's such an obnoxious thing to do. Yeah, And the thing crappy. is, he should know that Sookie, like... As I mentioned in the in the previously section, uh, Suki will bodily throw herself into any su- supernatural bullshit. So yeah. all you would have to say is, "There's yeah. a supernatural wedding. I need, you, or sorry, funeral, yeah. and I need you to read someone's mind." She'd be like, "Yes." Better, better be said. It, it might be a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Double yes. <Yeah. laughs> Suki's like already climbing into the car. He's like, "It's not till tomorrow." She's like, "I'll wait." <laughs> He doesn't even need to say, I need you to read the mind. He'd just be like, oh man, I sure am worried that this other candidate might try to sabotage. And Sookie would immediately be like, I'll read those minds. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Did not need to basically blackmail her. Yeah, no, d- definitely. Yeah. crappy. And also the these werewolf <laughs> undertakings are kind of cultish in a way that, that's a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like all these, these rituals and there's the insiders and outsiders and... I don't know. It made me, I would be very uncomfortable going to a scenario like this, especially blind like Sookie is. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yeah, he should have given her some information. Uh, during the eulogies, Jackson and Patrick make it very clear that they're running for Packmaster, which seems like really bad form. If I was not a werewolf and I was on the outside, I'd be like, oh man, that's tacky. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're okay with that. I, I guess it's understood or something. I, I kind of enjoyed these these dumb speeches they give, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I really miss Colonel Flood. The thing I missed most about him was how he would have endorsed me to follow. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the thing about Colonel Flood is he loved me, and he thought I would be a great packmaster. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone remembers. Yeah, or yeah. L- leader in this social group we're part of. I think oh, that's yeah. what they called it. Since there's <laughs> yeah. regular people there too. Our right, social right. club. Our social club, where we murder things in four-legged form. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. But Elsie drives Sookie home after the funeral. She tells him that Jackson, or excuse me, that Patrick Fernand's planning to bring up his dad's gambling debts, and then she basically just tells Elsie to fuck off. Well, that's yeah. because he actually he actually confronts her uh, like further. Like he he's like, oh, I, I smelled her on your porch, and yeah, you know, but yeah, he's he's kind of an asshole about it. He, he is. Like it, he he could have probably recovered this if he had just you know trusted her, but. But he has this whole thing about he's not sure why she killed, you know, why she killed her and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, he's super manipulative. It's not cool at all. You know, this this is kind of related to what happened earlier, but it occurred to me when Suki was thinking about Tara that that might the way she thinks about Tara might be the way other people think about Suki. 
Oh yeah, she had a miserable life. Oh no, she's yeah, old. well, yeah, she, well, that, she had yes. a miserable life, and and she's put it together really well, considering how bad she's had and all the bad things that have happened to her. And you know, she's hanging out with those vampires, and those vampires are bad news. That's that's pretty sketchy. But you know, she's her own person. I'm not going to get in her business. Yeah, yeah. all those things kind of describe Sookie. Yeah, that's true. She's not super introspective though, so I don't think that would have occurred to her. Mm, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, though, if. Suki with her busted up dangerometer thinks that Tara's in trouble or thinks that this this guy is a is a bad situation that must be really bad. Yeah. yeah. Chapter seven. Next night at Merlot's, or sometime later at Merlot's, she's reading the minds to try and find the sniper without a whole lot of luck. Yeah, people just, you know, doing their bar things. Yeah. Sam convinces Sookie to let Charles, the vampirate, sleep at her house because he will protect Jason if necessary, which I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, that seems like a really thin excuse to me. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Seems like Sam is just like tired of having that vampire sleeping under his floor or whatever. Yeah. He is. You can rent him a motel or a, I don't know, the vampire equivalent of a motel. Yeah. Right. Like a, there's probably rental graveyards around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or doesn't Bill sleep in the graveyard sometimes? Just tell him to go dig a hole. Yeah, vampires can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this this is a vampire that Suki doesn't know very well. She shouldn't have him sleeping in, I think, the bedroom of her master bedroom? Uh, it's the... Across the, the hall from across her. The hall, across yeah. the hall, yeah. Still, that's creepy. Yeah. It is. Agreed. I wouldn't want a vampire roaming around my house at night while I was asleep. Even if he's a cool vampire. Mm-hmm. No. Tara's there with Mickey, and it seems like she's possibly under some sort of spell or compulsion or something. Yeah, Eric definitely warns Sookie away from anything with Mickey, and Sookie's like, yeah, whatever. She's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to threaten him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell him he has to sleep sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, Tara definitely seems to be in some sort of trance or haze or something. Yeah. Uh, And there's definitely... and, And Sookie seems to get something from her mind that, that it indicates that something bad is happening to her, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, she tries to snap Tara out of it and Mickey, like, fuck off. Yeah. But she's like, oh, you know what? I guess I don't have time for helping my friend right now. I've got too much else on my plate. <laughs> yeah. uh, she takes Charles home with her, and in the middle of the night, she's awoken by him. Bill Compton is lurking around. Be- because every vampire that appears in this series will at some point wake Sookie up in her bedroom. <laughs> yeah. That is true. But yeah, every vampire like... will wake her up in her bedroom and every doctor will lick her. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, and every bartender at Fantasia will die. Yeah, right. So she yells at Bill for a while then yeah, goes he's, back he's to doing sleep. Some classy Civil War era stalking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this, is, this is real creeper move, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently he smelled another vampire and wanted to make sure she wasn't being attacked. Which, which totally made me think of like when you bring a new cat home and the other cats like smell them through the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill's, Bill's being a creep. Yeah, he I wonder being a creeper. I mean, how many times has Bill been peeking in through her window when there wasn't a vampire there to, to eyeball him? Probably like pre- pretty much every night. Yeah, I'm assuming. When, when Eric was there, Bill was in Peru, remember? Mm-hmm. So, so I assume if he's in town, he's like outside that window. Yeah. Probably. God, guy's a creeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so she goes back to sleep for a little while, and then Claudine wakes her up because her house is on fire, and there's a dead dude on the lawn. Yeah, so Claudine bodily carries her out twice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Claudine carries her out, and she goes back in. She's like, oh, I need to get some like, I, I don't know what's going on. I better head in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's putting this fairy in through some overtime. Like, this, yeah. is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that dumb ass. She runs back in there to just get, like... 
her purse and some some slippers or something. Yeah. It's Ridiculous. Like, Suki, your house is on fire. Yeah. Claudine should have just smacked her. Yep. But apparently, yeah, apparently there's some random dead human who set the fire. Yeah, but apparently. But doesn't recognize him, so. Yeah. Chapter 8. The fire department puts out the fire, but the house is really badly damaged. Um, Charles, the vampire, he killed the arsonist, who was apparently armed and attacked him. Um, let's see. And they they also lie to the police again, because the police are there on the scene, and they, t- they tell, tell them that Charles is staying with Bill. It's like... They don't even have. They don't have a good reason to lie to the police in this. I was wondering sense. about that. Yeah, why? They just do it out of habit at this point. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. lie to cops. That's what we do. I, yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe they. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I don't know. Maybe I, it's like a small town prejudice against an unmarried man, especially vampires. Staying yeah, but at a and this whole house. town knows that Suki's house is like a, a hostel for vampires, for sexy vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Charles Twining actually counts as sexy, right? He's a pirate. That's pretty sexy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's short, but he's got the he's got that like accent, I assume. And right? the luxurious hair. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Claudine tells the police that she's Suki's fairy godmother. Yeah. Which she is. Yeah. I mean, like everyone everyone laughs, but like I don't think she was joking. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the second time that she's appeared out of nowhere to rescue Suki, right? Yeah. Sorry, third time counting the two times <laughs> she carried her. <laughs> <out of fire. laughs> true uh, and we know she is a fairy so that's at least half true yeah that's right yeah i do want to point out that uh you know charles obviously confesses to killing the arsonist saying that he had attacked and the nurse on the scene provides her professional assessment which is he's dead, dead as, as a doornail like, yeah. doctor is this? Yeah, she looked at the camera and said he's dead as a doornail <laughs> that's the titular line oh. <laughs> we, we got you, we got you. Uh, that's pretty good yeah so the police are questioning Suki. Uh, Claudine says that she stayed the night, which immediately makes all the guys go, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess. I don't know. She yeah. has an extra bedroom. <laughs> yeah. No, it's impossible. See, in Louisiana, to be hospitable, when you invite somebody over, they have to sleep in your bed with you. Oh, okay. Always. Oh, okay. It's very rude to let ask them to sleep in a different room. I mean, that seems reasonable. Yeah. 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 You have to be the big spoon or the little spoon. Does it matter? Uh, it depends. It's very complicated. Oh, yeah. See, I never, I've never understood Southern hospitality. Yeah, 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 I know. Alice, what's French for spoon? Queer. Queer. Yeah. Le queer petit or le, le queer grand. Le, le queer grand. Yeah. yeah. As they say in, yeah. in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Suki can't identify the dead man, but Claudine remembers him coming into Merlot's where he lied about his identity and he has a Fellowship of the Sun membership card in his wallet. Yeah, so uh, Fellowship of the Sun again. These guys are never going to give it up, are they? Seems they like really aren't. always trying to kill Suki. Yeah, and apparently they have membership cards that you put in your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a nice thing for a terrorist organization to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to have a card to show the other members so they're like, oh yeah, he's cool. <laughs> don't, don't stake him. <laughs> I mean, the NRA has them, so. Uh, that's true. Eh, yeah, it's send true. your hate mail. <laughs> Uh, so okay, okay, if I had a membership card for the Fellowship of the Sun, I would make it one of those like loyalty cards where you have to punch in the, you know, the icons, and each icon would be a little vampire, mm-hmm. and you punch it with a little stake. Like, oh, 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 that'd yeah. be cute. Right. And Wait, the, what do you get when you do like ten of them? Uh, no one's ever survived that far. <laughs> okay. It's really dangerous killing vampires. <laughs> it's a free topping. <laughs> <laughs> free topping. <laughs> <You get> sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. 
So Sookie, uh, the kitchen, the back portion, her car destroyed. But hey, the kitchen is destroyed. So there's no more evidence of Debbie Pelt having been there. How convenient. Yeah. And Sookie's insurance covers the repairs. It sure does. Seems like everything's coming up Sookie, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So my read on this is that Eric sent Charles Twining to do this. Charles mm-hmm. Twining glamoured that dude to, or whatever, dragged him out there mm-hmm. and, and framed them for the fire and burned just the kitchen. And this is Eric's way of getting of cleaning up the mess, Sookie's dead body mess. Oh, Could be. yeah. I mean, that's, that, that does seem like a very vampire thing to do, right? Yeah. It's like, we need to burn down the house, but not the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just get part of it. Yeah, just destroy the evidence part of the house. Can you yeah. do that? Only tr- that's why they bring Charles in, because he's a precision fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> he only it. burns the important parts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, she meets with the insurance agent, a man named Greg Aubert, and it turns out he's a witch. Yeah, who yeah. uses magic to protect the people he insures. I can't tell if that's unethical or not. Right? Uh, like, is it, it it's I almost mean, sort of like, is it like, like extortion guess, almost, I guess right? the insurance is actually working, right? Because you're, you're likely to not get paid out because the thing is going to... It is like your house is not going to burn down. Yeah, I mean, dream insurance is the insurance they never have to pay you for, right? But also, so. like, if he's done the spell to to prevent your house from burning down, then you're pay, overpaying on the premium clearly because the risk yeah. is way lower. And the insurance money company is getting that money, and fuck those guys. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but okay, but hold on. If you cancel your insurance, you're like, oh, I don't need insurance. He unspells your house, and suddenly you're exposed again, right? Like, right. it's like it's like protection money, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's working out great. Uh, he, he, he says something funny like, if I had known this was going to happen, I would have given you more insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's funny. That, little, that small little town, though. Man, now that's, I, that's at least one practicing witch. Along with a couple of Wiccans. Yeah, and with the murder rate of this town, they're going to run out of regular humans real soon. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I like how the Suki has so many offers of places to stay. I know! Like, she's always, from the very beginning, she's always portrayed herself as, oh, I'm so weird, nobody really like likes me, I'm an outsider and everything. People think I'm so weird, but, like, half the fucking town shows up to help her out. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody Tara lends her her old car. Somebody does her laundry. People bring her lunch. Sam offers her his guest room. Calvin yeah. Norris offers to deal with whoever was responsible for her fire. Yeah. <laughs> Sends out the wear bodyguard and will be like, hey, if you find out who did that, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's funny. I feel like there are a variety of different men in Suki's life who have no real issue with killing for her, you know? Yeah. 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 Agreed. I guess it's flattering. I don't know. Yeah. Chapter nine. She goes into work and the arsonist was a man named Jeff Marriott and his mother and twin brother show up at Merlot's and want to talk to her. Yeah. And Sam's like, yeah, you should talk to him. Yeah, I I know. I don't don't understand. Yeah. I don't want to talk to these people. What? Why would you? Yeah. I I mean, I guess, I guess they have, they want to let her know that the story doesn't add up, you know, it's mysterious or whatever, but it, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like they're just kind of making excuses, honestly. Yeah. yeah they are very confused by this guy's actions because he's never said he had an issue with vamps at all and his wallet was in the wrong place. And I was going to ask you guys as dudes who carry wallets, is that like a significant thing? I always carry my wallet in the same pocket. Yeah. Uh, I've never known anybody that carried a wallet in their jacket pocket. 
Really? Yeah. It, that, that's actually kind of a weird okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, the, the big divide is between back pocket or front pocket. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But this divide is among the, the benighted masses who don't know the true uh, way of life, which is cargo shorts. Maybe <laughs> you wear it in a lower pocket? Yeah, a different pocket. Yeah. So yeah. Then, then it's like an, you don't have to sit on it. The, the problem is it gives you like button spine problems if you sit on your wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I put mine in my front pocket actually to you know avoid the spine problems. But it is. But then, then it interferes with the other like accoutrements you've got in there, right? Your keys, your Not pens, your other pocket. pocket knife. But then but you've got too many, right? You need more pockets is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's fair. How many pockets do you have, Jeff? Uh, right now, mm-hmm. because the our annoyingly tilted earth has rotated away from the sun uh-huh. uh, I am not able to enjoy the fruits of my cargo short investment <laughs> <laughs> why don't you get cargo pants uh, because Karina uh, buys my pants now and <laughs> she has some kind of bizarre hang about cargo pants she thinks a 40 year old man shouldn't wear cargo pants <laughs> yeah that's bizarre <laughs> look you want to have extra pockets to keep all your things in them oh right. my god then frankly I, I would like cargo pants where the pockets just keep going all the way down to your ankles <laughs> wait do you want a lot of pockets or do you want one really deep one so you could put like an umbrella in there one on one side and one on the other although if you did put an umbrella in a pocket that goes all the way down your leg it might interfere with your walking <laughs> just from a practical standpoint oh, okay you'd have to get a hinged fine. umbrella <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah mm-hmm. oh by the way uh the the people who the uh just family are justine and jay mm-hmm. all jay names yeah oh yeah yeah it's, it's a i think it's a shirley harris thing she that's likes a, alliteration names. That's a real southern, or not not southern. That's a super religious thing too. Like a lot of families, they yeah, they do J names. Oh, like a lot of Mormon families. Hmm, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but anyway, the yeah, the jacket pocket is weird because you take your jacket off. Mm. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Either way, after some very uncomfortable chatting, Sookie doesn't really come away with anything. That seems to tell to exonerate Jeff. Yeah, and Sam's like, you know what? Like, you're obviously like you're... For Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, oh, you know, like you're having a really rough time. Like your house was just destroyed. You almost died. This is awful. I'm gonna make out with you because apparently I'm only gonna make out with you when you're feeling super vulnerable. Yeah, because right? Sam's the fucking worst. This is this what? is a weird. I mean, like, and she goes for it though, right? You she know? she is into it. This uh, is a two way street. Hmm. But a, a street of tongues it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. This this is a, this is definitely a weird weird timing situation. I don't know. Yeah, and then Bill interrupts, and there's a brawl. So he yeah. gets hurt by Bill. That's real stupid. So now there's a contest between Bill, Alcide, and Sam to decide who's being the biggest asshole in the book right yeah. now. She needs to put a bell on Bill. You know, like yeah. she, she needs like he's just like. Sneaking around way too much. Just, you know, she needs to hear him jingling around. Yeah, you're the ex, dude. Get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, this is this is bad news. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I think Bill better watch out because Sookie staked people for like no reason, and Bill is definitely burning through his goodwill at this point. <laughs> she's never staked anybody for no reason, hasn't she? And I don't think she's ever staked anybody. I think that people have run onto her stake. Yeah, Long Shadow ran onto her stake yeah. that time, and and also Bill's ex. Uh, girlfriend and also also ran onto a stake yeah right yeah, yeah. and also that one guy at the witch, the witch. war who he, he ran onto her knife right that's totally different thing. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> point <laughs> yeah sorry people throw themselves onto <laughs> weapons that Sookie is holding all the time for no reason mm-hmm. they'll better watch out yeah the only reason she shot debbie is because it wasn't like pointy yeah that's right yeah yeah 
So, yeah, Debbie threw herself on, on Sookie's shotgun. <laughs> that one doesn't work quite as well. No. Chapter 10. I, I liked the bit there where they tell her that uh, they found the, the car on that same little drive-off <laughs> yeah. where Debbie Pelt parked. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, it must be parking for Sookie Stackhouse, nighttime attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put up a sign. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sookie is better off crashing anywhere than at Bill's place at this point because he is a thousand percent going to hide in the showers and watch her sleep. So yeah, yeah. So she decides to stay at Jason's. Mm-hmm. Chapter ten. The next morning, after sleeping over at Jason's, she goes back to her house to sort through the kitchen, and Alcide shows up to be a jerk. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm a construction guy," and Sookie's like, "Dude, I got this." Uh, and also, you need to back off after how you were acting before. You know, you may be hot, but you're not that hot. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're not Eric Northman hot. Come on. That, that's right. Yeah. And like the other contract, the contractor who she hires shows up and the two men talk at each other, which as a woman is like a massive pet peeve with me. Uh-huh. Like when Brandon and I went shopping for my car, Brandon would like literally stand at the back of the dealership so that the guy, whoever was selling the car would talk to me instead of him. It's really irritating. Yeah. It's super tacky. Yeah. Uh, but so she's just kind of standing around gossiping with the contractor's wife and finds out that Jackson Hervo's secretary got caught stealing his papers for Patrick Fernan. So there's some hijinks going on there. Yeah, this is the same secretary that was sleeping with Alcide's dad. Yeah, uh, but, but was guess... not invited to be his date to the funeral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This all sounds like a whole lot of not Sookie's problem stuff to me. <laughs> Absolutely. But you, but you know <laughs> how she is, you know? This is Shreveport shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like not on Suki's radar, but somehow, somehow, I, I imagine she's going to get involved. And Elsie's in like, Suki, will you be my wife and make all of these problems your own? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he does. He's like, after the contractors leave, Elsie pitches hard for like, yeah, come he, live with me. He, yeah, come move in with me. Yeah, if he did this two days ago, it probably would have worked. Right? Yeah, 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 I know. This is like not the time and place for this. Like, no, you know. Yeah, not only is it not the time and place, but also remember two days ago when you like blackmailed her and totally lied to her and manipulated her. Yeah. Yeah. And also, she did kill your ex like a week ago. So like, not she's, that long ago. She's working through some shit right now. Yeah. Like, this is not the time, man. And also, yeah. your dad is probably not going to be the next packmaster. So you really don't have that much to offer. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Just bad timing mm-hmm. all around. Uh, Andy. So Sookie, quite right, turns him down. Yeah. Which I think was a very intelligent move on her part. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Andy Belfleur shows up to let her know that Jeff Marriott had no criminal record or known association with the Fellowship of the Sun, so it does get more suspicious. Yeah, but he like the way he presents it is very much like, "What did you do, Sookie?" Which I think is like Andy, but like the local cops suck ass, right? Like, <laughs> they do. On, and they she just... chews him out. She's like, "Dude, like I've, I have no criminal record. I've you've never found me doing anything wrong. I mean, yeah, I may have killed a few people, but you don't know anything about that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that she killed all those people. Too. <laughs> okay, so from Andy's perspective, what has she been around? Right, like the, the serial killer was after her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she... all the stuff with her brother, right? Like I assume he he attributes that to her somehow, right? Well, yeah. To be fair, you remember the time when all those people died in that mysterious fire? At the at the lake house, that did happen. Like he showed up and he saw her there. Oh yeah, along with the minad. Didn't he get like brain brain wiped after that? I don't remember if I, he did or not. He was super drunk. I don't remember if the minad wiped his brain out. Well, I thought the vampires, I thought the vampires glamoured everyone. Or they glamoured him? Did they? Oh, okay. Then he's got even less of a reason to be so suspicious of her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He he's he's definitely got a problem with her that doesn't seem to have any explanation. No, it doesn't. 
she drops the suit back at Tara's and Mickey is there because she does it at dark, which is a terrible idea, mm-hmm. and freaks her out and says to stay away from Tara. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I'm sure he, Sookie will immediately follow his instructions. He also right. has questions about Charles, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like, Mickey is a super sketchy, terrible guy, so why would he be interested in Charles? This is kind of an inter- This makes me wonder, you know? Yeah. It's funny, though, because when it's Mickey, I always think of the character of Mickey on Bob's Burgers, who's played by Bill Hader, the guy who's like the happy-go-lucky criminal. (laughs) So it's hard to take him seriously. (laughs) I hope that's what he looks like. I know, me too. Now I'm going to, that's that's how I'm going to picture him from now on. (laughs) And the chapter ends with her going to work and chatting with the cook, Sweetie, about the various killings that have been happening. Yeah, this is another weird conversation. Like, first there's Mickey, who's like, oh, tell me about Charles. And she's like, huh? And, yeah. that, and then Sweetie's like, she smells Sookie, which we know that her jacket smells like Jason. Like that was the thing yeah. we, we, she commented on earlier. And then she's getting real chatty about the serial sniper situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, this what? pings my sonar. I think that she's the, the sniper. You oh. think so? Yeah. Sweetie, huh? She's like, hmm, it seems like there's some, there must be something mysterious that ties all these people together. Yeah, and Sookie, do you know what it is? Yeah, she, she starts out by saying, like, you were there when Sam was shot, right? What did you see? Did you see anything? Yeah. Did you see anything at all? <laughs> very, very suspicious. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that I'm, I'm getting uh, sniper vibes off Sweetie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sniper starts with S. Sweetie starts with S. We know how Charlene Harris likes alliteration. That's a tired enough case for Andy Belfour. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, that's right. Sookie also starts with an S. I was oh, like, it's either got to be Sweetie or Sookie. Sookie mm. Stackhouse. Oh, Sookie Stackhouse Sniper. That's so suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be finishing Dead as a Doornail with chapters 11 through 16. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we might even answer it on air. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. And thank you so much to those of you who have already. Uh, please give us your armadillos at armadillo.club. <laughs> please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night, sucker. sucker.